0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, so today we're going to speak about uh, a topic that is probably one of the most uh, important discussions for Kashrut nowadays, but it really starts off with uh, with a controversy that happened in the 1930s of how Coca-Cola ever got kosher. And that discussion, we'll see, is relevant to many, many different products nowadays and how we, how we kosher items nowadays. So let me give you uh, an introduction. We know that there is a concept called bitul, Bitul means nullification. That means, if a drop of milk falls into meat, if there's 60 times meat against that milk, you're allowed to eat that meat, no problem. There are a few exceptions that Chachamim forbade. Number one is, let's say, something that's made for ta'am. Avida l'ta'ama. Let's say you put in something for flavor. So then, even if you have 60 against it, it doesn't help because you still taste it and there's flavor that it was there to put in, so that's going to be a problem. Now, there's a, there was the following controversy that happened in the 1930s. The 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 the, peop, the Jewish community in America used to drink Coca-Cola, and they didn't think that it was any problem whatsoever. It was marketed as something that was kosher. This was before the era of kosher certification, and they contacted. Um, a certain rabbi called Rabbi Tobias, Rabbi Tuvia Geffen, he lived in Atlanta. He was the rabbi of Atlanta. He was a huge Talmud Chacham. And he lived there in, ni- in the 1930s. And they asked him to go take a look at the plant of Coca-Cola, which was based in Atlanta. And he went and he researched it. Now it happens to be that he had somebody that was from his community that was on the board of Coca-Cola that was pretty high up there. And that person was an influential member. It seems to be from his community, because it seems to be he donated his book, but also from Coca-Cola. And he goes in there and he says, Listen, it seems to be everything's okay, but one ingredient. They had glycerin in their Coca-Cola, and the glycerin was made from animal derivatives. That means it was a non-kosher item in the Coca-Cola. So he launches into a whole discussion that he says, okay, what's the big deal? Even if it's one out of a of a thousand, it's, if, it's, if it's one out of a thousand, it should be batel. It's not more than that. It's batel. It's not a substantial amount. There was also Hamid's concerns also for Pesach. And he said, no, but it was batel before Pesach. No. It's only by accident, but- that's going to be the question today. Put in and say it's a so that's going to be the question. That's going to be the exact question. What happens over here that they put something in, knowingly, into the coke? Does that become bottle or not? No. So here you have a very famous uh, Rashba. This is a Rashba that's dealt with lehalacha, and it makes big problems in the world of kashrut. The Rashba is in Tishuvot Chelik Gimel Simen Ratio de Dalid. The Rashba is discussing a certain drink that they made for sick people, which they added in. Um, they added in meat, and they add. I'm sorry, they added in uh, Yayin Nesek. They added wine vinegar, which was Yayin Nesek, and they put it into the drink. And that would have been. That should have been batel. But the Rajba says, no way. There's no way that if you put in something on purpose, it's going to be batil. And he writes like this, If it is, it's ikar. It is one of the ingredients that's supposed to be in there. And it's not put in there haphazardly. There's no way that that's called, uh, that, that's, that that's called a bitil. If something's put there on purpose, even if it's more than a thousand, it's not batil. You understand the huge ramifications. And the Rashba says this is the classic case of why Chachamim forbade Gvinot Goyim which is um, cheese made out of cows. And one of the reasons brought down in the Gemara in Masechet is because they let that, that cheese um, ferment in the stomach of an unkosher kosher animal. And even though whatever goes in from the non-kosher animal, because there's enzymes there, and they're not going to look at me funny, but there's, not, not, there's these enzymes in the, in the stomach of the non-kosher animal that helps curdle the cheese. So even though you're going to tell me, says the Rashba, that it's, that it's batel, but since it's ikro bekach, it's still oser. That is what the Rashba says. And the Magin Avram and Simantaf Membed brings this Rashba, the Shulchan Harav the Balatanya brings this Rashba, and he says it's the Halacha. And the Birkir Yosef of Maranachidah of Chaim Yosef David Azulai, also in Yoradeya Simin Kufnu and Dalit brings this Rashba, and none other than the Bet Yosef and the Shulchan Aruch in Yoradeya Simin Kuf Lamed Dalit Seif Yud Gimel is posek this Rashba the halacha. So not only the Rashba says this, but it's 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 decided according to halacha that the psak is like the Rashba, which would mean I don't think you understand yet the huge ramifications that any product that you have that is put there on purpose. As part of the ingredients, it's not bottle. The Be Yehuda in the 1700s of Yecheskelmi Prague was asked in Madura Tanyana Simen Nun Vav about a certain drink that they had that I heard they still have in Bulgaria called Krembeboli Pariski, which is some type of wine whiskey, and the way that they make it is that during the process, they soak in meat. And then they take the meat out. It's part of the process. And the Rosh and the Nod Bihuda was asked, it was Nevela that was put in this drink, and granted that after all its process, it was Batil. But nevertheless, maybe according to the Rosh it should be Yasser. Says the noda Bihuda, surprisingly, he thinks it's mutter. Why? Because he says, many other Rishonim discuss the reason why cheese is forbidden. And the Rambam is the, the head of them. And he says in the Rambam, he doesn't usually say this, but he says, tomar, asks the Rambam, why is, is curdling inside the stomach of an unkosher animal a problem? Hare, it's butel. Says the Rambam, you know why the, 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 the stomach of the animal is not butel in the cheese? Im Tomar, why shouldn't it be bottle? The answer is the Rambam, because the stomach is the catalyst, it's a ma'amid. And anything that's a ma'amid, that's a catalyst is never bottle. Says the that you see that the Rambam didn't follow the Rashba's opinion. Because the Rambam doesn't say that it's not bottle because it's made as a, a central ingredient, ikro bekach. Rather the Rambam writes that the reason why it's Asur is because it's a ma'amid. And not only the Rambam, but the Rimi and the Ran and others bring this down. So obviously they don't hold to the Rashba. And he says, maybe you're going to tell me the Shulchan Aruch does hold to the Rashba. He says, however, there's another halacha written in the Shulchan Aruch by cooking butter. The Shulchan Aruch says that if you, in Yoredea, Simen, in Simen, in your idea, Simen uh, Kuftet Vav, uh, I think it's Sifkatan Gimel, that if you cook butter up to a point that you release all of the different non-kosher milk that could have been put inside the butter. Says the Rama it's batal bimiyuto. Then it's allowed. And the Shulchan Aruch brings this down. Says the Nodah Bi why is it batal bimiyuto? Maybe it's it's uh, it, it, it was put there on purpose according to the Rashba. Says the Nodah Bi you see that we don't follow the Rashba, even the Shulchan Aruch seems to be a contradiction. And he says, well, maybe that's why the Shulchan Aruch didn't write that you should use the, 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 the butter lechatchila. It's only if there's no other minag. But Moshe Feinstein in Yoradea Simon uh, Samech Zain in a tshuvator of Pinchas Taitz, who used to be the rabbi of Elizabeth, New Jersey, was also, he was discussing, uh, discussing, um, uh, whiskey that had, could have a little sherry wine in it, and the whisk and the sherry wine was put into the whiskey mm-hmm. on purpose. So Moshe Feinstein says according to the Rashi it's Aser. but then he says the Shulchan Aruch says in Simin in, uh, in Medalla that it's also like the Rashi, but in another place by the by the butter he says that it's Mutter. So he says in Moshe Feinstein maybe only by Yainesek the Shulchan Aruch was machmir, but not by anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But the truth is is that you could say the opposite. You could say that maybe by by cheese and milk, which is only der derabanan, we were more mekel. But by but by things that like um, like like deoraita, which the Rashbam wasn't only talking about in his tshuva, he's not only talking about yainesek, he's talking about. He's talking about Hametzin. He's talking about Isurim. It's also going to be Yasser. So what would you have from over here that, that, that according to the Rashba, it will be Yasser. The Birke Yosef, paskins like the Rashba. And as we mentioned, the Magan Avram, paskins like the Rashba. And they're also talking about shari Isurim, by all other pro, uh, prohibitions. Not like the Nodi B'Yehudah. So you have a massive machloket over here between the Nodi Bihuda and, 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 and the Rashba, what you follow Lehalacha. Now, if you're going to be for this Rashba Lehalacha, Coke should be Yasser. So Rabbi Geffen writes in his tshuva, it's called the tshuva on Coca-Cola, written in the sefer Karne Ahod. He wrote a sefer called Karne Ahod, and at the end, in page 244, he says, Chuva bedavar mashke ha-Coca-Cola, about, about, the, about that, that, that drink called Coca-Cola. He says, the company asked me, and I told them, the glycerin is forbidden, and therefore the, the mashke of Coca-Cola is asr. And because the Rashba says it's usher. And he says, even though the Nodebihuda argues, but who's going to come decide between these two giants, the Rashba and the Nodebihuda? And therefore he says, this Mashka Coca Cola is usher. He said, I told the company, and they changed it to plant glycerin. Now imagine he would have been lenient, and he would have said, well, the Nodebihuda says it's allowed. And then a rabbi next generation said, but the Rashba says it's usher. So we'd be stuck with Coca Cola. They, they would have been produced more animal glycerin, and it would have been more of a problem for them to the change. They'd be more set in their ways. But at that time, he insisted. And they change their policy because consumer uh, uh, demand works, and that's what happened. When you follow the highest standards of kashrut, they will conform. And this wasn't only the highest standard of kashrut; we're talking about the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch and others. And this is the same thing for Pesach as well. Now, in the truth, in the truth, in ninety in the nineteen sixties, believe it or not, this controversy resurfaced. And in 1957, Procter & Gamble, which was the source of Coke's vegetable-based glycerin, started making an animal glycerin run. And I don't know if you remember, we spoke about this, that when you had that, in a lot of plants nowadays, they have vegetable glycerin, animal glycerin. So even when you see the vegetable glycerin on an ingredient, doesn't mean it's okay because it was maybe produced in a plant with, 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 with animal glycerin and the steam just goes into each other and it makes everything trafe. So Coca-Cola had this problem, and the rabbi at the time, which was Rabbi Eliezer Silver, the, 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 the rabbi of Cincinnati, insisted that they should make something different, a different plant. It cost them $30,000, which was a lot of money at that time, and they made a different plant of only vegetable glycerin, which is why Coca-Cola nowadays is still allowed. Which is, by the way, there was these little caps. in the 90, in, in a the lot, a lot From a while ago, it used to be written, Coca-Cola Kosher, J.B., who is J.B.? It was apparently uh, uh, the, the rabbi at the time was, was um, uh, Judah Binenfeld, And he was the Rav Machsher at the time. And, and they knew that was, uh, Coca-Cola was kosher. It was also a chamek's ingredient, I think, that they had to solve. I'm not sure. Nowadays, the reason why Coca-Cola is kosher la Pesach is because they put in corn syrup and for Ashkenazim, that's called kitniyot Ashkenazim, that's called kitniyot. Therefore, that's why there's special certification for Coca Cola nowadays for for Pesach because of the uh, of the problem of corn, which Ashkenazim have more of an issue with. But this is where you you have the example. Let me show you how this Rashi is so important. Uh, that you have a you have the OU. One of the big poskim of the OU was Rabbi Belsky's Zecher Tzadik You have to understand OU is machsher about a million products. I don't know if you know how, much, how many products that is. There are so, mm-hmm. so many products. And what happens is, is that they come into a plant and sometimes the run that beforehand was not kosher said, no problem, we'll run the run the first time. And whatever was left over is batel. Whatever's left over is batel. So, Rav Moshe Feinstein writes in the tshuva, in Yoradeya Achelik Bet, Siman Mem Aleph, that you can't rely on bittel lechatchila in other words, every time you're, you're relying on bittel, there's a few problems. First of all, if you needed that ingredient to be there, let's say you put in a tiny amount of natural flavors that has animal fat, but it's really one out of 10,000. According to the rajba, it's an ingredient, even if you can't taste it. Sometimes there's enzymes put into chocolate bars. Some people say, well, Hershey's and all these other chocolate bars for Sephardim, they can eat. Why? Because it doesn't have any Khamitz uh, ingredients well it has enzymes and enzymes are made from barley not only that they're grown on top of barley but they're soaked in barley and then they put that in the Herschel and say okay big deal it's batel it's not so simple it's batel according to the Rajbah it's supposed to be there so it's ikro bekach so it's not batel and the Shulchan is posseg like the Rajbah. so if Belsky was discussing different things that had to do with Kashrut and he said well according to the Rajbah, if you're going to put something on purpose it's going to be a problem Furthermore, there's a Tashbetz in Chele Gimel, Simon Yud, that writes that if you tell the Goy to put something in from you every time, it's like you're telling him to do it for you. It's called an Isr, a Bittul Isr Lechatchila. That's also forbidden. Being Putting something willingly to be mevatel. Now, the Goyim are doing it and you're buying it. It's a whole different discussion. The Radbass says it's us, or us. Others say it's not called or Lechatchila. But over here, that you are put, that that you know that there's trade that's being put in on purpose, according to the Rajbah, it's a problem. And this is a ramification to many, many things in Kashrut nowadays. And it all started, in America at least, with Coca-Cola. Something was put there on purpose and it was batil. But it doesn't matter. According to the Rajba, it's the us. According to everybody else, it's allowed. And since this, Rav, Stuck to, his, stuck to his guns because of that till today he went through 1957 and we still have it kosher uh, Coca-Cola till today and we, that's why we enjoy it. Chazaku Baruch. Why is Pepsi the Israel choice of drink? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com